We've got the Rams updated playoff chances. Will the Rams make the postseason? What do they need to do? Is their defense good enough? And will Matthew Stafford be a pro bowler? Should he be? That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. You are locked on Rams. Your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Rams, your daily podcast covering your Los Angeles Rams. Free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're also available over on YouTube. So if you haven't yet, do us a huge favor. Join the party. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. Hit that like button and let us know. Do you think the Rams will make the playoffs? How will the record look? down the stretch. My name is Doug McCain. Friends call me DMAC. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. I've been covering LA sports for over a decade, 24-7 sports, Dodgers Nation, SI, now the Rams for Locked On. And as always, I got the return of the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers. Of course, he was out yesterday. He's back today and better than ever. You can follow him on X at Travis Rogers, the Rams pre-half and post-game show host. He's been Doing the Rams pre-hiding posting shows for eight seasons now, but he's back. Thank you for joining us, Mr. Travis. I hope you're feeling all rested and ready to go. Now, on today's episode, how many Rams could they have in the Pro Bowl? We've got the playoff chances at the moment. Some updated rooting guide. Is the defense good enough? But first, this episode of Locked On Rams brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Now, Travis, before we get into the playoff conversation, Tommy DeVito's agent, he looks like he's a henchman. He's about to kill Hyman Roth in Cuba. He looks like he's his conciliary, not his agent. Yes. He talked about when the Rams drafted Stetson Bennett. He said, I remember when the Rams took Stetson Bennett. I said, come on, man. This kid is better. I know he didn't win the national championship. So what does that tell you? We could have had Tommy DeVito, mozzarella Vic. I mean, we could have had the... This guy on our team. I mean, just thoughts on maybe losing on Tommy DeVito. He's got this Giants team rolling. Look, if Tommy DeVito couldn't throw a forward pass, I don't care. I still want him on my team because of his agent. That guy is the best piece of TV, the best quote that we've seen in a very long time. It was uh, it was great to see. Now, here's the rub. We need Tommy DeVito to at least play like you-know-what in a couple of weeks when the Rams go back to play the Giants uh, back in Jersey here in, in just a little bit, but that dude is tremendous. And, you know, never mind Stetson Bennett has been a complete zero for the Rams and for all the obvious reasons, but for comic relief sake, if nothing else, he would have been a tremendous addition. I'm telling you, just give him the pillow and go have him go into the hospital room. And then unfortunately he wasn't able to get the job done, but still, yeah, Tommy DeVito. how do I amuse you? Am I clown? I make you laugh. I just, I keep waiting for that whole thing coming out of his mouth. Yeah. He's terrific. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, <laughs> great stuff from, uh, from our guy. And we got to face him too. So geez, we're going to be a part of this very shortly. Hopefully there's not <laughs> a, some revenge game there, but kind of, kind of diving into this though. I mean, we got to talk about the playoff situation here. Of course, 
Packers lose thanks to our boy Tommy DeVito, and that definitely right. helped the Rams' chances. It bumped from around 33% to now 37% thanks to Tommy DeVito doing the Rams a solid. Now, if you look at the ESPN Analytics matchup predictor, Rams have a 75.3% chance of beating the Commanders. But really, bottom line, no matter how you slice it, how you like to break it up, if you truly want to give your chance, yourself a chance to make the playoffs. You got to win three of the last four games. That is what they're up against. You got to beat the commanders, beat the saints, beat the giants. If you do that and then lose the 49ers, you have an 82% chance to win. If you beat the commanders this week, those chances go from 37% to 48%. So it starts this week, but three out of four, that's the formula to get in the playoffs for this Rams team. This is the first time all season long, really that you can call it a must win game. This is the first time where if they lose, that's it. Because to beat San Francisco at the end feels like a task that is a little bit more than maybe they're capable of. Washington is not a good team. They're not a terrible team, but they're not a great team. Their defense is particularly vulnerable. The Rams offense has been playing at a pretty high level over the last several weeks. So this is an opportunity. Look, I'm the guy that's always looking down the road, right? I'm the guy that's always saying, well, if you win this one, this one, and that one, you lose this one, it's all good. But this is the first time it's like literally everything matters against Washington on Sunday. If you beat Washington and maybe you get lucky, you got Cincinnati taking on uh, the Nick Mullen-led Minnesota Vikings. You've got Green Bay at home against Tampa, so that one's probably going to go their way. I still think Minnesota is the more likely team to catch, but none of it matters if you don't beat the Commanders. It's at home. I don't think there's going to be a ton of Commander fans in the building. This is a huge opportunity for you to put yourself right back in at 7-7, seven and seven, is right back in it, knowing what's coming up. Short week on the backside, but this is the first time all season long I feel really comfortable saying this is a must-win game for the Rams. 100%. If you lose this game, those playoff chances drop to 12%. That's how catastrophic it would be. So it would be prudent for them. I don't think that high either, DMAC. Honestly, I, I, I'd give them a 2%. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, exactly. The great point. I mean, on paper, it'd be twelve percent, but just from where they really would be and what they'd be looking at moving forward, that Giants game in a few weeks, the way they're rolling, they're gonna have fully expect to beat the Rams. I mean, they're in the hunt at this point. I mean, they're not totally out of it. And then no. you got the Saints. So yeah, and, and San Francisco's playing to win the top seed. So they're not taking their foot off the gas. They're gonna try to hammer everybody down the stretch as they should. Uh, they're not going to catch a break unless something weird happens with Philadelphia down down the stretch, and maybe they get a little bit of a cushion there. But the 49ers are going to be going for it, so that is that is not that is not the one you want to have to have in Week 18. Yes, for sure. And really just two and two in general, you have less than 20% chance across the board. Anything two and two is not going to work. Even if you win this week, you still, if you win this week, Travis, the Saints is a must win. The Giants is a must win. I mean, these are all, these are all must win games all the way out. And then if you go three and oh, then you definitely like your chances going up to San Francisco. Hopefully by then we'll see how things are shaking out where San Francisco is heading into the playoffs. Ideally for the Rams, they've locked something up and they have nothing to play for. But even then Kyle Shanahan hasn't been the type to completely rest his guys no. and kind of want to build some momentum. And look, even we just know you're not going to count a dub against the San Francisco 49ers, no matter who is in the lineup that day. It's just the luck that this team has had against that team for years now. You just, you can't go into that thinking that. Exactly. This is 
the first time since their playoff run a couple of years ago where it's win and you keep playing. If you don't, I know they still got three games left on the backside, but they have to win on Sunday. They have to beat the Saints. They have to beat Tommy DeVito and his agent on Sunday in the Meadowlands or where MetLife or whatever it's called now. It's showing my age here a little bit, calling it the Meadowlands, which he probably <laughs> helped build a million years ago, right? No, but this, this is what it, where it starts. It has to happen. Look, this, we talked about this from week one. The back half of the schedule, there were opportunities. The Rams have taken advantage of those opportunities. They have to continue to do it on Sunday. For sure. And not only that, it's not just what the Rams can do. What do we say here? Look, rooting for your team is fun, but hating on other teams is so much better. I oh, wake yeah. up real early in the morning, Travis, to have extra time to be a hater. Okay, <laughs> So you look at what would help the Rams this week. The best case scenario, of course, Rams beat the commanders. You take care of your business. Then Bucks beat the Packers. If the Bucks beat the Packers, the chance go up to 52%. Bengals beat the Vikings. 51%. Eagles beat the Seahawks, Panthers beat the Falcons, and Broncos beat the Lions. That is the guide this week. That's what you want to be rooting for. And then next week, if you beat the Saints and the Panthers beat the Packers, then you're up to 75%. So really, you're rooting against the Packers. You're rooting against the Vikings. You're rooting against the Seahawks, Falcons, and Giants. And basically, you want the really good teams to beat the teams in the hunt and the teams that are out of it to beat the teams in the hunt essentially every week heading on out. The good news is, is that Tampa is still competing for the NFC South title. They're yeah. currently on top, so they have a lot to play for. So they're going to come in and throw their best punch. Baker Mayfield is playing some pretty good football. So there's an opportunity there. I know the Packers have been playing better of late, but I don't feel like they're a lock to win any of the games that they play in. So certainly an opportunity right there. Cincinnati, despite all of the predictions when Joe Burrow go to, goes down, is still very much in it. Jake Browning has played really well. They get a home game. He's kind of on a heater. He's looked terrific in his last two games. And you get a Vikings team that's playing Nick Mullins at quarterback, who hasn't really played much football this season. Now, I think the Vikings are a pretty talented group. We'll see whether or not Justin Jefferson is ready to go. But that's an opportunity right there. The Lions, like you mentioned, kind of spiraling at this point. They're not playing their best football at this time of year. So, again, all of this looks favorable towards the Rams, but none of it really counts all that much if you don't take care of business on Sunday against Washington. Exactly. You can't begin to go this route until you win your own game. But I right. still think, look, I mean, over the time percent chance you have to beat the commanders. This is the game they should win. If this offense continues to produce like they have in recent weeks, there's no reason why that would be a massive letdown. It'd be the worst loss of the season. If you drop this one at home to the commanders, there's nothing that says that they should, but it's the national football league. It's any given Sunday. If you will look at the rosters, they're not that separated by that much talent. So you got to come, you got to bring it. That's the reality. There's nothing that's going to be given to this Rams team. And that's just a fact. But coming up in our next segment, we'll continue to talk about the playoffs. We're going to talk about this Rams defense. Do they have the defense to win three of the next four games? That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. As the weather starts getting colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. You heard me right. That's $150 if your team wins. So 
If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, but you haven't got quite around to it yet right now, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app for FanDuel, super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Right now, Rams are a seven-point favorite over the Commanders heading into this game. We'll see what that looks like. You like that? Get on FanDuel right now and get that action and get 150 bucks if your team wins. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season in style. FanDuel.com slash locked on and new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And we are off and running here on Locked On Rams. Thank you for being a Locked On Rams, your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're also available over on YouTube, so be sure to hit that subscribe button. And also a special shout out to our every listeners out there. We appreciate you watching every episode, listening every episode, and you can be at every listener too. You can join the club. Membership is 100% free, and you won't miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. Now, Travis, here in our second segment, the big question is down the stretch. This defense that really wasn't designed to be some elite defense. This defense was designed to do just enough to have the Rams score enough points to win games. But the defense has overachieved. You've seen guys like Byron Young and Kobe Turner emerge. Aaron Donald still get double, triple teamed. He's the sack numbers aren't crazy, but the pressures are still there. The question is, can this defense do enough down the stretch to get this team into the playoffs. I think that after what we saw last week, such a tough test against this Ravens team. If you look at the rushing success rate, it was around 23%. The Ravens usually over 40%, one of the best, in the, the best in the league over the last couple of seasons. They were good in that area, but can they hold it together down the stretch is kind of my question because it's going to be a tough task. Well, I, I, I like what you said because I think you almost have to take the Ravens and kind of put them aside for a second because Lamar brings such a specific element to every game that he plays. The Rams' defense was pretty good at getting pressure. They just couldn't get anybody down on the ground, Lamar specifically. I think that's more of a Lamar thing than it is anything that the Rams weren't doing particularly well. I think they will have success against Washington, New Orleans, and against the the, the New York Giants. We'll see what it looks like against the San Francisco 49ers. But we're kind of back to where we started, right, DMAC, which is, hey, the offense is going to score. The defense just needs to hold the line, right? They just need to make sure that they're not giving would be able to team that could it's going to kind of keep minimum. Well, for the first 10 weeks or so, it was the opposite, right? It was the defense that was kind of keeping the Rams in it. They were holding opponents under 20 points on a somewhat regular basis, and the offense couldn't get caught up at all. So now here you are towards the end of the season, the final stretch, and we're back to the beginning. The offense is going to work. Cooper Cup looks better. Puka's been great. Kyron Williams has been an absolute re revelation. Matthew Stafford, given time, is still one of the best in the business. Can the defense be good enough? Can you make a, a, an opportune turnover? Can you get off the field? Can you give up threes instead of sevens? These are the things that they need to do to win these last three games and give themselves a chance. We've seen them do it. It's not a matter of can they, it's can they do it right now? And I'm optimistic. I, I really am. I, I think that Raheem Morris is a really good coach 
Aaron Donald is getting doubled and tripled regularly. But like you mentioned, Kobe Turner, Byron Young, Akella Witherspoon, uh, even Darian Kendrick at times has made some big plays. John Johnson looks to be playing better of late over the last couple of weeks. So I really do think it's good enough. It's just a matter of whether or not it shows up on the next uh, handful of games. Yeah, look, there's the thing about this defense is they still give the offense a chance to go out there and win games. I mean, that was evidenced there in overtime. You force a three and out and you give your offense a chance to win the game with the field goal and they just couldn't take advantage. So really, that is what this team needs to do. They can't go out there and expect to be the best defense in the NFL with the personnel that they do have. But the schemes they do have, so you can see some umbrella coverages in and out there. They're trying to bend but don't break. Really, that's really the mentality. That you can get an occasional turnover. That'd be ideal. I think the safety play is one of my big concerns, especially Jordan Fuller, who was phenomenal a few weeks ago, then has worst game last week, right? And I think the big plays and some of the blown coverages and just guys getting way too wide open at times. I mean, the busted coverage on the likely touchdown earlier in the game where Yeast was out of position, John Johnson, he made the wrong play. So I think situations like that, can you avoid those big explosive plays? Because that's really an area where the Rams struggle. Well, like you said, I, the miscommunications, oddly, give me a little bit of optimism because I think you can clean that up, right? If it's just, hey, we weren't on the same page, you went left, you were supposed to go right. That's, in my opinion, a fairly easy fix. Hey, let's get in the film room. Let's figure out. Let's communicate a little better. If it's one thing, if another guy's just getting beaten over and over and over again, that's a little bit harder to fix. The miscommunication, I think, is probably something that uh, you're going to see less of. But I agree with you. I think one of the things that gives you a little bit of pause in that secondary has been the variance that you've seen. Sometimes it looks legitimately like an, a high-level NFL defense. Then you'll get some takeaways, you'll get some big stops, and then other times it's like, ay, 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 what, you know, what, what are you going to do with this? And teams that have that big variance like that are a little scary because you never know when the bad version of that is going to show up. They went, they've, they've gone a couple of months with the good version showing up. The bad one has been a little more frequent over the last couple of weeks. Again, I think part of that is Lamar Jackson, that he creates so many problems. He puts so much pressure on your defense that sometimes things can go a little haywire. But um, I, I'm optimistic. Now, it has to be better. It can't look like that. But just getting on the same page, I feel like, is a much better option than trying to revamp or, or just become a better athlete in week 14, 15, 16 of the season. Yeah, it's a great point. You have to continue to remind yourself it's Lamar Jackson, one of the most elusive dynamic players. It's like trying to judge your boxing career after a fight with Mike Tyson, right, in the <laughs> 80s or early 90s. I mean, it's unfair to evaluate that. But I will say, I love what you brought about kind of the frustration level as far as how this defense can look at times. And it's play to play, right? Here's the perfect example of that. Byron Young, he gets the sack late that drive there, and that sets up the third and 17. Then what happens in the next play? Jordan Fuller gives up the touchdown there to Zay Flowers. It goes for the touchdown. And then the following play after the touchdown, Darren Kendrick was beat for that two-pointer. So really, it's kind of the ups and downs of this defense that you see with an inexperienced defense. A defense that has rookies and young players. But look, they're playing hard. They're scheming to their personnel and they're, they're maximizing. I have no doubt that they're maximizing what they have. It's just about, like you said, communication errors. Even, look, how about the play with Ernest Jones not getting that interception towards yep. the end of the half that could have set up some more points. Any any type of opportunity you have, 
When you're opportunistic, you have to take advantage of those situations because the margins are thin with what they have in the experience and where they're at right now just as a team outside, of course, Aaron Donald. Well, for, for sure. And again, they had the Ravens beat. They, they were just a couple of plays away from them you know, winning that game. They were a, a busted punt coverage away from maybe winning that game. They were scoring a touchdown on their final drive from winning that game, stopping that two-point conversion, getting off the field on third and 17. They had ample opportunity to win that game against a team that might be the best team in the whole league or at least the best team on that half of the draw. They were right there. They just need to clean some things up. They need to make a couple of more plays. This isn't a, what the heck are we going to do with this? This was a, Fix this, fix that, and you win a game against Lamar Jackson, who might win the MVP, the Baltimore Ravens, who might be the number one seed in the AFC. I get it. No moral victories in this league. You either win or you lose. But I don't think that they're far away from playing some really high-level football. It's just a couple of plays here or there. And they weren't playing the Arizona Cardinals. They played the Baltimore Ravens. Exactly. And look, you look at the offense, they're going to be competing against the commanders, the saints, they can get yards. They can score points. I mean, they're the one that kind of strikes a little fear in you. If they're able to get hot, the giants from what we've seen late at home, that definitely with DeVito. And you never know if the concert makes the call, he might make some calls and you just might not even be trying to make plays against them. I mean, the way that might go, I'm not saying anything. I'm just trying to say, you don't want to get their legs broken, but I mean, those are all factors, but I do think at the end of the day with where this offense is at, this defense can do enough to win three of the next four games and get this team in the playoffs. And look, every single game, they're going to get better. They're going to get a lot better going against not Lamar Jackson next week, right? It's going to be a relief. And I think they're going to get home and see more sacks and Kobe Turner's emerging Byron yep. young, even Hoyt did a pretty decent job yeah. in coverage in the last game. So I think there's a lot of bright spots. You want to clean up the safeties and you want to clean up some of the big plays. But outside of that, and also getting Quentin Lake back at some point, throwing into the slot with the improvements that he made, we're going to see what happens with Kobe Durant, Darren Kendrick in that situation. But I think for the most part, considering the talent level, considering the expectations for this defense, you still look at them as an overachieving group with a really good chance to make the playoffs with this group. Yeah, I do too. They're, they're right where you would have asked for them to be at this point in the season. They've put themselves in a position to control their own destiny more or less. You still need a little bit of help, but nothing crazy. You don't need nine teams to lose on the last Sunday to get in. You just need to play really good football and you've put yourself in a great spot to win. And I'm optimistic. I, I really am. I, I thought that the Ravens game was a tough pill to swallow, but it wasn't, a, oh, we're not on that level. That's not what it was at all. Play good football. You get into the playoffs and look, I know the Lions don't want to see them. I know that that uh, maybe even Philadelphia probably doesn't want to see him, but they just need to get in first, and then we'll see what happens after that. No doubt about it. Now, coming up next in our final segment, how many Rams could they have in the Pro Bowl? We're going to start our Pro Bowl series. That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. Prize picks, simply put, is the most fun I've had playing fantasy ever right and here's why it's super easy to play it's super fun to play you can win up to 25 times your money this football season you just have to pick two or more players pick more or less on their projected stats and place your entry how easy is that right and now with the basketball season here you can pick combo projections across football and basketball from a specials league right a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James 
Travis Kelsey. Ten and a half combo of three-pointers made and receptions. Isn't that fun? You pick more or less, you place it, you get paid if you nail it. You want to play alongside of some of Price Picks' favorite players like Meek Mill, comedian Andrew Schultz. You can now find community plays under the promo tabs of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. Here's how you do it. You go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. You use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to 100 bucks. Prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use that same code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Go do it right now. And welcome back to Locked On Rams. Thank you for being Locked On Rams, your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Now, Travis, here in our final segment, we're going to probably spend a couple segments doing this one, but just kind of looking at some Rams they could deserve Pro Bowl consideration. And I think you got to start right at the top. You got to start with Matthew Stafford. If you look at the year he's had, considering the group that he's led, his passing grades, 80.3. That's ninth best in the NFL. If you look at the big time throws, he ranks fifth. If you look at turnover worthy plays, that's he has nine. That's the fourth fewest in the NFL. I think when you consider the role he has on this team and what he's been able to do playing through injury, I absolutely think he deserves some strong Pro Bowl consideration. I think he absolutely does too. I don't know if he'll get it. I, I think I think Matthew Stafford is one of those guys you need to watch him week in and week out to really appreciate what it is he's doing with this season. If you're just watching the game's uh, highlights, if you're just watching uh, the ticker go by and looking at fantasy numbers, he's not your guy this year, especially considering that he has been that guy a number of times in his career, right? Matthew Stafford with the Lions was, oh, he's good for 400 yards, four touchdowns, and, you know, light it up every single week. It's not what they're asking him to do. What they're asking him to do is basically play perfect football every week, and that's really hard to do. They've got a running back that they can lean on now in Kyron Williams, which is an incredible advantage for Stafford and the Rams. But I should he? No doubt, DMAC. He's been terrific. He has been the most valuable player on this team and it's not close, but I don't think he'll get to the Pro Bowl simply because the numbers don't make you go, oh my gosh, look at that guy. I think that he should be there. I don't think he will get there. I And real quick, I don't think he wants to get there. Uh, you know what I mean? I think that's one of those. He'd like to be asked and then say, yeah, cool, no thanks. I'll uh, I'll check y'all later. But the, 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 the Pro Bowl obviously is a very different thing as far as the event itself goes right now. But uh, he's had a great season. It's not over yet. He could certainly put a stamp on it with a playoff run along the way, but he's been terrific all season long. Yeah, I think you bring up a good point in that when you just look at traditional counting stats, yeah. it's not an area where he's in the elite category, right? I mean, you look at the touchdowns, 19 touchdowns, that's 12, 3,062 yards, that ranks 13. So those numbers are kind of the traditional ones that might lock you into a Pro Bowl situation. If you look at the more advanced stuff, I think that it's a lot more favorable to his case. And I think, too, yeah. just the overall narrative of where he's at for this team. And this team will be dead in the water looking at a number one pick without him, right? I mean, he's that valuable to this team specifically. I do find it kind of wild when you think about this, Travis, a guy with over 55,000 passing yards in his career, a guy that some people believe is a lock to make the pro football hall of fame, or at least 
definitely have a really good shot based on the longevity and some of the numbers he's put together. He's made one Pro Bowl in his career in 2014. I mean, how many people are in the in the Hall of Fame that have one Pro Bowl, right? Or have none? Maybe what Ed Sable? I mean, what? <laughs> kind of wild when you think about it. It, it is. Uh, he's on bad teams for most of his career. Yeah, there it is. And and if if you're on a bad team. You don't get unless you're literally Barry Sanders and maybe the best to have ever done it. You don't get it's like, oh, yeah, cool numbers. You lose every week. Oh, yeah, cool. You played in two playoff games and whatever it was, 12 years. People it, it's got to win. Right. At the end of the day, if you're going to make those those individual accomplishments, your team has to be really good. And until the Rams won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. He had only been on a good team a couple of times, only on a really good team once. He punched his ticket. Uh, we'll see what it looks like this year. But when you're on a bad team, and he was on a bad team for a long time, you don't make Pro Bowls. And I, and I think you made the best point. Just thinking about this, I don't think Stafford cares at all no. whatsoever if he's at the Pro Bowl. He probably would no, look at it as a hassle at this stage of his career, probably play with his daughters and do whatever he's going to do. That's to me, I don't think it's that important to him at this stage. I think the best thing that he does is he's a football junkie. He loves to go yeah. out there and compete. And that to me is where the value is for him at this stage. So could not agree with you more, but I still think just nationally, I'm not asking for MVP vote or anything like that but i definitely think some consideration and some appreciation for what he's done with this group and if he leads them into the playoffs if he gets into the playoffs that means that statistically i think he could be top 10 in a lot of those categories and of course by that point it would be kind of irrelevant as far as the pro bowl situation goes but still i mean let's just be honest this guy is a pro bowl level talent even if he's not in there there's no doubt about that but that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Rams. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on the X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And the triumphant return, Mr. Travis Rogers. You can I'm back, him. baby. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> He's back, baby. Yes. I'm going to make an offer. He can't refuse. I, I may have an offer. He can't refuse last night through text. So. <laughs> He's back, but that's it for this show. You can follow the People's Champ on X at Travis Rogers. And until next time, whose house is Locked on Rams house? This year, build your credit history with the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. No credit checks to apply. Get started at Chime.com slash build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Chime checking account and 200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply.